Welcome to the Happy Being Well podcast, where we talk about strategies and insights so you can live happy being well with your host, Rita Ferrugia. This podcast is presented by happybeingwell.com, your online store providing the best in all natural wellness products, such as natural essential oils, all natural bath products, all natural facial masks, all natural deodorants, irresistible leggings, crystals, including crystal home decor and kitchen items, herbal teas, natural sleep aids, and so much more natural wellness goodies at happybeingwell.com. Free shipping on any order within the USA at happybeingwell.com. Now enjoy the show. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Happy Being Well. We have an exciting guest with us today. We have George Mumford. Uh, He has written an an exciting book, which I'm excited to dive deep with him to discuss further. It's called Unlocked, Embrace Your Greatness, Find the Flow, Discover Success. George Mumford is a world-renowned psychologist and mindfulness performance expert who has helped superstars such as Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant transform their careers. So, you know, we all strive for this. We all strive to find flow when our skills, expertise, and mindset are aligned. You know, we really can perform. And and George is going to dive deep with us about this topic. This is something that you know, we we always need to really have a deeper understanding for and and for me, it's it's the more education, the more I learn more about mindset and getting into flow and being aligned, it just clicks more and more. So we can never. I always say this podcast, like we have to immerse ourselves in this education. So George, welcome to the Happy Being Well podcast. I love the name of it. Uh... Uh, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. And it's good to be here with you um, and your guests. I'm excited I'm <laughs> happy. about I'm happy. unlocking. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited you're here. And, and you know, this is something that is, you know, something that everyone's constantly seeking. It's like the holy grail of, you know, success in life is unlocking our minds and really especially alignment. It took, it took it for me, it was a real journey to get aligned because it's such a discovery process of like different parts of ourselves or values. And sometimes our ego can um, interfere and tell us stories of those coping mechanisms to block the truth of who we are for, for a myriad of reasons. Um, So you know, so what's like the journey for people who are grappling with this to unlock their minds, get aligned, and achieve success? What is yes? It's it sounds easy, it's very very challenging because what we're really doing is, I believe that from my own experience, we live in a system of hideouts, like Martin Buber talks about in his book, The Way of Man. And we have this we have this divine spark encrusted in a shell. And so even though we talk about a physical shell, a lot of it is of our own making, you know, our ways, our, our ways of seeing things, our habit patterns, our culture, a myriad of things. But just suffice it to say there's blocks or there's this there's things that keep us locked in. And most of them are, are self-generated, but also they could be external as well. 
And the idea is how to unlock, how to get remove this, the the noise and the clutter, the debris, if you will, the hindrances, so that we can we so that our potentiality can express itself. So I would say what I'm what I'm up for and what I'm committed to is releasing the divine spark in each and every human being. It's just helping, and how do I do that by sharing? how I'm unlocking it, how I have unlocked it in the past and how I continue to unlock. And so, yeah, so it's important that we do that. And it's a great feeling. And you can see it when people are in flow or when they're in the zone, you could just see there's something about the ego is not there. There's no sense of self. It's just a being and it's allowing things to happen. So it's, it's a flow. It's a flowing experience. It seems Sometimes in Zen, they call it the effortless effort mm -hmm. you know, happening. And so, yeah, so everybody wants that experience. I would, I, I would, I, I believe, at least from my interactions with people, they're very interested in, in that, as, as am I. And you don't have to be on an athletic field or court to experience that. You can experience that during your, your life all day long, depending on how much you can just be present and be fully engaged, fully deployed in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, I, that's, that is absolute truth. I love that. It sounds like you, I mean, you obviously have a deep, deep understanding about that process. Uh, I mean, I can just feel it just by when you talk and I agree. I, you know, we we're human beings, we're energetic beings that we can actually, we feel other beings, whether we're aware of it or not. If right. we're not aware of it, we're picking it up unconsciously and it affects how we react. Um, so, you know, for, we can feel who's being guided by ego and who's not being guided by ego. And in my experience and observation, people who, who've gone through e ego deaths, um, they seem to be more limitless because they're not guided by ego. Like they're not locked in to something that, um, that's going to like, you know, locking into like something that makes to appease the ego to be so attached to significance, um, to make themselves look good or feel safe they're really locked in more so into the results and, and kind of taking themselves out of the equation. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's for, for me, it, it, I mean, it takes, it took a long journey to go through ego deaths. Um, and, you know, first of all, rec see the ego, see my ego and how that yeah. was, is affecting uh, my ability to, um, be flexible, mental flexibility, because it affects your, the way you show up and the way you react to situations and, or even how you're motivated. Like what, what's, what's that? Are you being motivated by ego? If so, I find that's not a sustainable source of fuel. It's like very limited because it's contingent upon, um, you know, what can make you look good or feel good. Um, because it's coming from a place of insecurity. Mm -hmm. That's just my observation. Yes, yes. So I like to refer to this this um, story about this Cherokee grandfather having a conversation with his grandson, 
and he's talking to his grandson and talking about these two wolves that are inside of him that are fighting each other. For simplicity, we'll call one fear and one love. And the grandson gets concerned and says, grandfather, which wolf will win? And he says, the one that I feed. And so it's this interesting dilemma we have where we have fear, doubt, insecurity, or we're in that fight, flight, or freeze. We're in survival mode. And that anything that comes out of survival mode, that's the ego, that's the looking to be safe, looking to dominate, whatever, rather than being in the growth mode or the rest and digest or love mode, where there's an open heartedness, there's an ability to see the big picture, to be inclusive. And so, so there's moments where we can get triggered and we find ourselves in that fear, doubt, insecurity, or that survival mode. And I remember reading a book called The Biology of Belief by uh, Bruce Lipton, I believe is his name. And he said on a cellular level, think about that, on a cellular level, we're either in growth mode or survival mode. We're not in both. Can't be in both. So if you're surviving, you're on your heels, you're, you're locked. And if you're in the rest and digesting, you're flowing and you're learning, then you're, you're, you're to, to some degree, you're unlocked. And of course, that could be variations like the uh, dimmer switch on a light. You know, we, we're all capable of, of turning it all the way up so our full luminosity is, is uh, full light is expressed or there's various le levels of that. And sometimes it goes up, goes down. So unlocked is like that. It's like being able, but it's really important. Like you call it ego, to realize we're in reactivity rather than in responding or having that space between stimulus and response where you have the freedom and power to, uh, to choose. And that that's when our nervous system and everything is kind of flowing and open to what's happening rather than having a view or being locked in a box. Does that make any sense? Oh, totally makes makes sense. Well, the reason why I called the ego because that that was my personal experience. No, no, no. But that is that's 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 what you're talking about. You're talking about that energy. You know that that's the reptilian brain. You know, it's like survival is the most important thing. You know, and so it's uh, so yeah. So that you can call it many names, but ego is a is a good name for it. And to be able to understand that that it's going to show itself, and our job is to just notice it and notice how we can get out of that fight, fight and freeze and into the rest and digest how we can get into that mode where we where we're responding to life mm. rather than being locked down or in lockdown. We know from COVID, we don't like being locked down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hum most human beings uh, don't like to be in isolation. Uh, yeah. Well, I think most human beings, you know, it's going back to, you know, ego. Uh, uh, or we're, we're living in a world where we in North America, it's, it's very noisy and we attach our self-importance upon status. And, you know, whether that's your social status in terms of how popular you are. Right. Um, your career. Um, so people get busy, busy doing, doing, because I want to achieve, achieve, achieve. I got this promotion. I got five cars in the, in the, on the, on the road and what a fancy vacation. I mean, the social media has amplified that. So um, living busy lives, distracting ourselves from ourselves, like our true self, um, as opposed to the doing self. So I think that had a big part of it too, is like some people 
you know, spending time alone with themselves mm -hmm. is uncomfortable when you're not right. used to spending extended periods of time alone. You haven't discovered um, the joy of your own company and listening to your own thoughts and facing it for once instead of running away from your thoughts. Um, I think that had something to do with it. Um, but yeah, going back to that, going back to being alone, you know, for me, a part of being able to even recognize ego was to be alone with myself, to mm -hmm. really, really, really get real and uh, start to identify, well, you know, why did I have all those situations turn bad over and over again, whether they be re uh, re romantic relationships or friendships or whatever they may be, and then finding the cyclical patterns and then trying to hit the rewind button, finally realizing it came from child. It was a familiarity, energetic familiarity that I was um, gravitating to because it was familiar and I and I was familiar with that energy um, in terms of the relationship dynamic. Um, you know, it's toxic, it's familiar. So it, it makes me feel safe because it's familiar, even though it's not safe because it's causing extreme stress and anxiety and straining your energy and it's making you locked in a box and uh you're withering away because you're not being unlocked and you don't have the energy to really show up and activate yourself on a higher level um but i had to first get the awareness um which required a lot of self-reflection and spending time alone um to be able to do that and then going through ego deaths, <laughs> which again, spending time alone. Um, so it really is a super, and of course, working with someone like you, you know, where you can, I, I, and also to learning more about personal development, um, like podcasts like this, books, seminars, um, mm -hmm. allowed me, if I'm gonna choose someone to work with, it allowed me to identify who's most, competent and qualified to work with and uh because you know like any profession there's good people there's good people who are good at their jobs and there's people that are bad at their jobs right um for a variety of reasons um so that's been my experience because you know going through uh psychologists or uh, a life coach or whatever whoever um when you have that information you're able to siphon out you know who's going to actually um, who really knows their stuff and who's able to really pull that out of you, ask the really able to observe you and um, to ask the really, it's always the really great questions, those probing questions to kind of pull um, things out of you, your, to, to expand your vision. Yes. Well, a lot of it is we don't even know what we're, um, we're locked up. That's a big part. We don't even know the difference between ego and non-ego. We don't know the difference between uh, being an, and compelled to do something versus us making a free will choice to do something because we have these habit patterns, these ways of being that keep us locked in or keep us um, not able to realize, oh, you know, there's another way that I can see things uh, differently because we, we want and permanent we want permanence but everything's impermanent and so we're looking for safety we're looking for security when there is no security 
but 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 there's security in knowing that there's no security if that makes sense and so yeah so i felt like my own experience is is uh i didn't know what i didn't know and i didn't know that i had this this potentiality inside of me uh, this the mind spark buddha nature christ consciousness i refer to it in my book the mindful athlete um the masterpiece within or i talk about embrace your greatness and the greatness within is there and it's and we can have access to it we can develop it but only we can develop it i can support you i can guide i can be a guide and support you but it's an inside job so everybody has to do it and, and so it's really simple so what i'm saying is yeah if you embrace your greatness you'll find a flow when you find a flow you'll discover success but that's being unlocked but that means to be unlocked i use the analysis of okay we're but we're a caterpillar but we turn in we metamorphosize into a butterfly but what's that process we're in the cocoon and we have to chip away and break out of the cocoon or set ourselves free if you will and the interesting thing about that process is that it's a struggle but it's a struggle that allows us to develop the the strength supply and so that's that's a kind of a metaphor for us is that once we acknowledge that we have this potential or this ability to fly and um we can we can we can access it or we can develop it but only we can do it there's nobody in there with us we can have guides we can have support but then by being able to break out of that then we can fly so in in my case it's it's about expressing that potential and to the degree that i can unlock that's going to reflect in the quality of my life. I'm going to be able to live life more fully, more creatively. I'm going to be able to be in flow more. I'm going to be able to discover success, which is just a byproduct of me just being myself, just me allowing uh, my potentiality, the the greatness within me to express itself. And so that metaphor being in a crystallis, those there's all kinds of blocks and all kinds of things that lock us up. And most of them are internally generated and you talked about the ego so let's just talk about that so just knowing the difference between being in survival mode or growth mode or noticing we we're reacting versus respond just by knowing that and it's a way of quality of observing our experience because we have this potentiality that we can be self-aware we can aware we can be aware of ourselves and we can we can choose in that space between stimulus and response we have this amazing capacity to 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 actually unlock the failure mechanism this is what the macro mouse talks about or the you know the success mechanism you know that there's a way that we can relate to experience that allows us to have access to that potential and so obviously we have this ability to be aware then when we can see that we can see the ego we can choose to stay in survival mode or we can choose to get out of it and to get into growth mode. And it's not like one's bad and the other one's not, uh, good. It's more about what's helpful, what's, what helps us unlock, what, what gives us the ability to have free will, to be spontaneous. Because the, the flow is really about being spontaneous of our own will. You know, from moment to moment, we don't know what we're going to do, but when we can be still and know there's a wisdom inside and the training we've done allows us to choose in ways where we're aligning ourselves like you can use the word alignment aligning ourselves with success aligning ourselves with this ability to, for the greater good so uh people have different 
definition for success, I like to use the one that I that I uh, borrowed from the book, The Strangest Secret. And by the way, do you know what The Strangest Secret is? No. We become what we think about. Oh. <laughs> so we have this potential as human beings, what we hold in mind manifests. Mm-hmm. And so we have the ability to, to manifest and to create things just by how we direct our attention and what we focus on. And so once we know that, that we have this potential to be self-aware, to self-regulate, which means we can regulate our thoughts, feelings, behaviors. That's what you were talking about um, to some degree. And if we know that, then why not choose who we want to be, choose where we want to go, and then commit to the process or like, I want to do something. Okay, I want to to win the championship or I want to be the best performer in, in my sales team or as I want to be the best CEO I can be, or the best mom or dad, it doesn't matter. And then the question becomes to do that, who do you need to be to do what you want to do? So if you want more love, you have to be love. If you want more peace, you have to be peace. So whatever you want, you have to be it. And so that means to be it, that means you got to regulate your thoughts, your feelings, and your behaviors that are more so that they're in alignment with being loving, alignment with being inclusive alignment with being excellent or being a, an elite performer because you you have to be it before you can do it and so that's the thing so it's the inside job so unlocking to whatever degree it is and it's not like unlock once in your and forever but things are changing we're changing so we, as things change we have to change and be able to unlock continuously from moment to moment and there's times when we're locked down and once we open up then we have to discover how did I do that and how do I replicate that? How do I sustain that? And so that's the challenge, but it starts with the, this ability we have that whatever we hold in mind manifests, whatever we think about, we become. Then we have to be real conscious about what we're thinking about and what we're feeling, but then where did the thoughts come from? Where did, what are the beliefs that, that, you know, Gandhi talks about our beliefs become our words, our words become our, uh, our thoughts become our work, you know, our beliefs become our thoughts, our thoughts become our words, our words become our actions, our actions become our habits, our habits become our values, and our values become our destiny. That's an equation. So we all have this capacity to really think about, reflect on who am I and what do I want to do? And I'm not saying you can be anybody, but there's a uniqueness. There's something we have to offer the world that's inside of us that only we can discover. And so this inside out process is how we unlock because unlocking means to be yourself. And because when we're not ourselves, I go back to what Kierkegaard said, Soren Kierkegaard said that the most uh, devastating form of despair is not being ourselves. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. talking about this, so this process, what is the process? So the book is about that. It's about how I unlock, how I help others unlock, but really about the fact that we all have the potential to unlock. You don't have to be a Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or Sue Bird or uh, me and him. Anyway, you can just, all you have to do, or Oprah Winfrey, you can be yourself and you can unlock, unlock and that's what you have to offer to the world and that it's powerful. Just think about it. If we all release even a, a little pit, piece of our potential, our unique potential and share it with the world, how amazing would that be? Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. In fact, you know, 
uh, this was one of the geniuses of that Oprah recognized the power of being herself. You know, she had stated in the beginning of her career, well, actually, she actually started off as the a news anchor and got fired at 23. And then um, I don't know what happened after that, but at some point, obviously, she got her own show, The Oprah Show, and, and she started quickly realizing um you know, when you're looking to these other icons in the business, like a Barbara Walters or a Diane Sawyer, she was like, they're already taken. And I think she tried to kind of be like, kind of like a Barbara, kind of take on that style. But then it's like, that's is not working. And she, that's when she discovered to really, like she discovered Oprah and she like expressed who she truly was. And, there, and to this day, there is nobody like Oprah. <laughs> nobody yes. can replace her, you know? Yes. She's literally a household name and empire. Um, she's ex grown so much, expanded so much uh, from that Oprah show, like the book club, the magazine, uh, her own network, uh, Super Soul Sunday. Um, I mean, it just on and on and on because we can't get enough of Oprah because she really embraced who she was and all the lessons she learned from her childhood that led her into um a, a personal development with you know the way she took on her show by taking on personal development experts and stuff like that so she uh tapped into her pain and healed and really shared that with the world with excitement and enthusiasm about healing and growth yes that's that's what I, that's what i've been doing it's when i was talking about the chrysalis and the little being breaking itself out it's a story about a young young boy who saw um, that process and he took the chrysalis home and he took a scissor and he cut it open to help the little being get out. And when the little being uh, emerged, it was ill-formed and it just fell because it couldn't, it, it didn't have this, this strength. So no struggle, no swag, I like to say. You know, I got swag, I, I earned it. Oprah got swag, she earned it. It's by saying yes to your pain and learning from it. Just, you know, and that's what Joseph Campbell said in The Power of Myth, that your, where your, your life is where your pain is. So it begins there, but it doesn't end there. But that becomes a way of getting in touch with your latent abilities. And from, from what I understand, Hans Selye, who wrote the book, uh, The Stress of Life, he says when we get challenged like that, that's when our latent abilities, our uniqueness will express itself. And you just shared, that's been my experience, that's been Oprah's and I believe it's been people think that people have not um experienced difficulties it's the difficulties that brings out the best in us and you don't have to look for them they're right here but it's yeah it's a process so that's my my um my message and my experience is to say yes to whatever say yes to life embrace whatever comes up and then by embracing it and generating a hope you're able to access that potential and then share it with the world you have something to offer the world i mean there's a there's a quote in a book that from joseph campbell and i read it he says this i believe is the great western truth that each of us is a completely unique creature and that if we are ever to give any gift to the world it will have to come out of our own experience and fulfillment of our own potentialities not someone else's and so you can see it when you play in a band or you emulate somebody, but then at some point you have to make your own music. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
that's what we do. We emulate other people, but but that's part of the process of getting to figure out how I need to do it, how how you need to do it, so that you express your uniqueness in a way, and offering that to the world is a huge, huge uh, benefit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's definitely. I've got been that. You know, I think going through that experience too, where we learn from others, you know, through training, cultivating skills. And at some point uh, I had to learn, once I started really going within, um, then it just can't, things just come to me. Ideas, creativity expands, um, but I just going through a pro and, you know, then I'll just start receiving, um, you know, in the spiritual community, it's like downloading information, but you're just really expanding your conscious, like things just kind of come to you more easily because you're tapping into flow, like you're in flow state. Um, but for me to go into flow state, I, I just have to really just go within, which requires um, like kind of tapping into my own energy, harnessing my own energy and not letting um, others distract you know, not letting other energies distract my energy, right? So, um, and part of that is faith and trusting myself, trusting my own guidance. Um, and I, for me, when I went through, after my second ego death, um, yeah, I can start to really di differentiate because the ego is kind of always, it's just kind of shrinks into, um, for me anyways, into lower levels. Um, I feel like we always kind of have to go through more ego dust as, as we live. Um, cause I think the ego will always kind of be there. It's just a matter of just sh shrinking it and shrinking it. Um, because the ego, uh, sometimes for me anyways, it could be an ego, egoic voice, uh, or an intuitive voice. So mm -hmm. it took a while, it took me a, a, a while, a journey to be able to distinguish between ego voice and intuitive voice um, because ego primarily lives in our conscious mind. And so most of us who have been, you know, raised in North American society, we are conditioned to always be in our mind. Um, so we never really were taught meditation or to look, what does our body feel? And um, so that for me was a struggle, you know, a long time ago, because it's like, it was scary to go into the body or trust the body, because I want to figure things out. I want to be logical. I want to make the best choice and feel secure and avoid mistakes and not make a mistake. And um, so what you're saying, and I did, and you learn a hard way, I learned the hard way that there is no such thing as real security. The only secure thing is that there is no security. Change is constant. And you really have to just like have faith and trust in yourself. Just trust um, in what you're doing in yourself, being in flow, and then things just kind of work out. Like resources kind of, you can, resources appear, the right people appear, which is a part of resources. Um, opportunities start to appear, you just intuitively start knowing what to do, what decisions are right for you, because you're more tapped into that feels good, as opposed to that thinking egoic mind of, oh, logically, I should do this. And that makes, but I just find for me anyways, when I get caught up in that, it, it, it can be deceitful, um, because we think we're trying to think our way into like the best 
solution logic and the thing is we live in a you know a world of illusions and we can't always make decisions based upon how things look and so the real power really lies into like what you feel yes you reminded me of, of what's helped me a lot especially early on um albert einstein the significant problems we face cannot be resolved at the same level of thinking we were at when we first created them. So that's just what you just said. And that's the thing, we gotta keep changing. But the interesting thing I'd like to share with you is the reptilian brain or you know, that part of us that's into survival and survival mode, we still need that. Uh, it's just that we don't need it as much as we used to because we don't live in dangerous places where anytime we hear a sound or something happens, we have to prepare ourselves to fight or flee or to freeze. And but we still need that. When I walk across the street uh, and the car's coming or there's danger, that alarm that that alarm system <laughs> helps me to move my butt out of the way instead of trying to reflect on, well, is this helpful or not? Should I move or not? <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> so we still need that. And there's a, you know, I think uh, this book uh, with Deepak Chopra and, and I forget the guy's name, Rudy Tan, I forget his name, but it's the, you know, about using the whole brain. So we have the reptilian brain and he calls the hand brain. We have the reptilian brain and then we have the middle brain. And the middle brain is where we have the amygdala and the sexuality and an immune system and memory. And then we have the, uh, you know, the prefrontal, uh, you know, thinking brain. And so the idea is to align all of those, all of those uh, resources and have them in alignment. So when, when we have a perception through one of the sense doors, we don't get emotionally hijacked where there's no space between stimulus and response, and, the, and the, we go right to the amygdala and we get emotionally hijacked. And so there's a way of, of training ourselves that we have this capacity to create space between stimulus and response. And in that space, we have the freedom and power to choose. But what happens is instead of the stimuli going right to the amygdala, it goes to the prefrontal cortex and we have the, the executive function and we can really think and reflect on on things, so we have this amazing uh, technology. I don't what it's a uh, biological technology, if you will, and it, it has electrical impulses as well as chemical release and and whatnot. We have this amazing mind body process. I like to talk about the whole person, the body, the mind, the heart, and the soul. And we have this, and we have to have that in alignment. And when there's a way that we can notice, okay, the ego got in or we got some fear or there's no space and we just reacted poorly, we can always redo step back and reset, reboot, renew, and then learn from it and then, then move on. So making mistakes, avoiding mistakes is not living and is not progressing. We make mistakes, we learn from our mistakes. And that's the thing that people don't understand is we learn from our mistakes. But why is it that we have this potential and people don't access it. There's probably a lot of reasons. Escape from freedom is one of them that, you know, the responsibility that we need to have. So it's easier to have some, somebody tell us what to do until we get upset. But if we do that, then we have resentment that we don't have our own mind. So when you can see us as a nation and as, a, you know, other other nations going through that, where we're going to have somebody tell us 
what we're supposed to do, take responsibility from us. No, we have to take responsibility and, and make our own choices. But there's a dizziness of freedom. There's and maybe we don't talk about it enough, but being able to notice the ego when the ego is involved and not making it bad or wrong in the reptilian brain, just notice that it's ignorant or it's just, you know, inappropriate for it to show itself. But seeing when when we get when when fear arises or when love is there, we in love mode or fear mode. And just noticing that without judging it and then moving back to where we need to be. But learning that these things that hinder us, like fear, doubt, insecurity, it could be sensual desire, wanting something to, so badly, or ill will, or aversion, anything that's unpleasant, we we pull back from, we avoid, or we get stuck in sloth and torpor, or low energy, or even worry and restlessness, or doubt. Those are things that hinder our ability, you talked about earlier, of being able to see clearly and to be in the moment, to be present. They become noise and clutter, that, and there's no space to create. And so we have to be able to understand how do we relate to our experience in a way where we start to remove the noise and the clutter and we can just be still and know and let that in that space between stimulus and response, let that inner wisdom that knows express itself. We talk about the, we can talk about the hemispheres of the brain and the right brain being where the intuition, if you're left-handed and, and where you can see the big picture of where it's nonlinear, one plus one does not equal two. But this right, this left brain, if, if for me, right-handed, it's always dominant. It doesn't get the right brain chance to, to get a word in edgewise. And so it's by being still and knowing or meditating or pausing and reflecting or focusing on one thing that this left brain stops being so dominant. And then the other brain gets in and then we can use both hemispheres of the brain if you want to look at it that way. But the main thing is we got to create space. We got to slow things down and get to the point where we're able to see things in new and fresh ways. And that's the training, is to be able to be in the moment, to let the unfolding, unknown moment express itself and not try to push it away or pull it towards us or interpret what it means and let it speak in its own language so we can observe it. And in that seeing, the behavior and seeing are arising at the same time. When we see clearly, we can act clearly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And we have this capacity, but we have to train it. We have to develop it to mm-hmm. be able to uh, access that that potential inside, that greatness inside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how would you recommend, like, how to start off on that training process of, because, uh, you know, human beings, we are like clay, but to, uh, to kind of remold ourselves, it's 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 kind of painful. Say that, you know, people... Uh, you know, want to order my book, pre-order my book on Amazon. And I think there's a couple other um, outlets where they can uh, order a book and get it at a discount. Um, and you can also go to my website, georgemuffet.com. And I believe we have a place where you can um, order a book. And I th- I, I'm i not sure, but I think if you pre-order the book or something you do, you get, a, they get, uh, you get some freebies if you go to the website. But uh, yes, um, I'm just excited to be able to share this with folks because as we talked about, I want that ripple. I want people to get to that place where they they can they can get beyond the illusion of separateness and realize that we need each other and it's better together and we need to treat each other with mutual benefit uh, and mutual respect. Absolutely. So thank you so much, George, for like really contributing to an amazing conversation. And again, guys, you can purchase George's book, Unlocked, 
by George Mumford on um, on Amazon, at Barnes and Noble, uh, on his website, and the links will be in the show notes, guys, and um, or any bookstore really, you know, either online or offline, you can purchase um, Unlocked by George Mumford published by HarperCollins. So again, thank you, George, so much again for being here. I greatly, greatly appreciate your time and energy you devoted to this insightful conversation regarding unlocking ourselves. So have an amazing, amazing weekend. And um, and guys, remember to be happy, being well. Until next time. Yeah, thank you, Rita. Appreciate you. And thanks to your audience. Yes, my pleasure. Thank you. If you learned something new or were inspired to live happy being well, please be sure to subscribe to the Happy Being Well podcast so you don't miss an upcoming episode. Also, please feel free to leave a five-star review, including what you learned or what inspired you in today's episode. This podcast is presented by happybeingwell.com, your online store for natural wellness products so you can live happy being well. Order your next all-natural essential oil, all-natural face mask, all-natural bath soap, all-natural deodorant, herbal tea, crystals including crystal home decor and kitchen items, irresistible leggings, and much more at happybeingwell.com. Free shipping on all orders within the USA.